You're listening to the Esoteric News Briefs, your source for the mysterious, the paranormal, and the strange. From WUSF Media, written by WMFE staff, Science Fiction versus Science Fact. What will aliens look like? This all starts with author Jeff Vandermeer posing the question to the New York Times. What would aliens look like? Our depictions of aliens have been a reflection of our own experience on Earth and our own hopes and fears superimposed over a hypothetical form. According to Vandermeer, much of this is in the form of horror, making it a mirror for societal fears. Even terrestrial life can seem foreign to us, especially when it exists in ecosystems unfamiliar to us. Laurie Barge, an astrobiologist at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California, now studies hydrothermal vents, volcanic vents beneath the ocean, and how life adapts to live and thrive in these otherwise heavily toxic environments. These conditions mimic what scientists believe life on early Earth was like. Techniques used to study these vents can then be applied to future exploration when astronauts reach the moons of Enceladus and Europa, both of which are speculated to have liquid water on portions of their surface. Beyond direct observation, scientists search for trace evidence of life such as those found on Martian rocks. Even fossil evidence is enough to show that we are not alone in this universe. So to answer the question of what will alien life look like, scientists shrug and say, I don't know. From SlashGear.com, another cable failure means the end for iconic Arecibo radio telescope by Shane McGlon. Arecibo has been in service for 57 years and was once the largest radio telescope in use. Earlier this year, one of the cables holding the observation array in place snapped, destroying part of the dish below. On November 6th, a second cable snapped, causing additional damage to the dish. Further examination showed that the cables had frayed wires, so this critical failure was only a matter of time. The plan is to remove any functional technology that could be further damaged by collapse, demolish what remains of the dish, and later, the on-site education centers will be reopened. As of now, there is no word on whether the dish will be rebuilt. We're reclaiming these traditions. Black women embrace the spiritual realm on NBCNews.com. Rachel True, best known for her role in the 1996 movie The Craft, has continued her use of tarot. In fact, she has just released her own deck, The True Heart Intuitive Tarot, in October of this year. The deck, released by Hofton Mifflin, was created with the clear intention of inclusivity. I just wanted to have as many skin tones and flavors as we could possibly get in there, and I'm happy about that because I know, for me, when I was reading books and looking at decks, they were all very homogenous, says True. She is just the latest in an increasing trend of spiritual awareness from the black, primarily black female, community. In fact, the 2017 census shows a marked increase in African Americans identifying as spiritual but not religious. According to Yvonne P. Chereau, a professor and chair of the religion department at Swarthmore College, it's about a desire to heal. Quote, for almost every black woman that I know who's involved in any of these traditions, it comes down to the purpose of this work is ultimately about healing. And not just bodies, 
but healing spirits. Author Maya Spalter, who worked at New York's oldest occult shop named Enchantment, wrote a book entitled Enchantments, A Modern Witch's Guide to Self-Possession, which muses on culture, with a dash of observational humor, but ultimately reflects on the simplicity of the craft. Things do not have to be Instagram-ready for you to practice. It's about the work. She says her book inspires people to look back at what family members may have done in the past and realize that despite having a different name for it, they were practicing witchcraft. This wave of interest has translated into the publication world as well, where more and more black authors are writing how-to books on spirituality and mysticism each year. The subjects are steering away from strictly hoodoo or voodoo practices and are instead looking more eclectic, drawing from other traditions including the West African practice of Ifa. Next up we have House of Spells. Couple find witchcraft den filled with animal skulls in secret nook under staircase while renovating a 16th century home. By Shema Bacht. Presented in the Sun. A couple in northern Wales came upon quite a trove of items when making repairs on their medieval-era home. While repairing a neighboring wall, a small hole was made, revealing the space beneath the stairwell, which was a later addition to the home. In the alcove, a bundle of items was found, along with shoes, horse skulls, gun barrels, bottles of perfume, bottles of poison, and a half-eaten wool hat. The shoes, eight in total, were all from the left foot, and ranged in size from toddler to adult. The horse skull may have been connected to the New Year's tradition of the Mary Lude, which involves a horse skull on a long pole. An additional small animal skull was also found, though the species could not be identified. After cataloging their find, the homeowners placed them back under the stairs so they could continue to protect the home. This article is worth checking out for yourself, so you can see the accompanying photos, especially the shoes. There is a nice array from simple leather turn shoes, shoes sewn inside out and then turned when they were completed, hence the name, all the way up to heavy-soled leather work boots. As always, links are in the show notes. Next up, we have an article from what is quickly becoming a channel favorite, LiveScience.com. Sprawling eight-mile-long canvas of Ice Age beasts discovered hidden in an Amazon rainforest by Laura Gaggle. In the western Amazon rainforest of Colombia, an eight-mile-long rock wall has been discovered, depicting Ice Age animals illustrated using red ochre. During the last Ice Age, the area that we know as the Amazon was a patchwork of savanna and thorny scrub, similar to modern savannas in Africa. Along with humans, there are a multitude of extinct animals depicted, including mammoths, giant ground sloths, proto-camels, and an unknown three-toed hoofed mammal with a trunk. In addition to the rock art, archaeologists excavated several shelters that revealed a wealth of information about the diet of the artists. It included local fruits and small game, but also predator species such as piranha and alligators. Here's a quickie for you. I won't reveal the article title since it gives away the story, but it comes to us again from LiveScience.com. In Kamchatka, one of the easternmost points in Russia, a mother bear and her cub swam out to a nuclear submarine that was docked at port 
and attempted to enter the vessel. The bears had been seen near a local village for several days prior to the incident, and it seems their starvation was making them unafraid of humans. It's unclear why they decided that hijacking a nuclear submarine was the best course of action, though. Tonight we will end with a new segment I'm calling... Nightmare Fuel. Samsung's robotic dog concept lacks puppy eyes, but still chases balls. By Ruchi Thukral. This is an article from March of this year, but it's just now making the rounds, so I'm covering it now. Imagine, if you will, the body of a goat. In fact, picture a baby goat. A kid. They're kind of cute with their bandy little legs that kind of help them bounce around everywhere, right? Now imagine if you tried to replicate that in robot form. Do you have a robotic goat in your mind's eye? Now remove the head and tail. That's right. Just picture a robotic torso with legs. That's kind of creepy. So cover the cold exterior with a neoprene skin, and in that section where the neck should be, add a digital screen that can display emojis in response to stimuli. Oh yes, I forgot to mention. This thing has AI. It can learn. Nothing horrible could result from this, right? So prepare yourself for the Samsung M1 robotic companion and home assistant. It can chase specially designed balls, follow you around the house, reply to commands with whimsically designed question mark interface, link up with your smart home so that it can share information with other networked robo-dogs, helping them plot the overthrow of man, and provide years of companionship. Side effects include joy, love, existential dread, and happiness. Well, I don't know about you, but I never planned to outfit my doomsday bunker to defend against robotic murder dogs. I probably should have paid more attention to Fahrenheit 451. Anyway, that's all I have for tonight. Esoteric Book Club can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and all the major podcast streaming apps, and at esotericbookclub.org. If you like what you hear, please consider making a donation on Patreon, where you too can rise beyond the rank of Mere Goblin, like Samantha Shaver did. You can join for as little as the cost of a cup of coffee, and I really like coffee. So please consider keeping me caffeinated. Without it, things get a little strange. Well, more strange. Links to all the articles and Patreon are in the show notes. Until next time, remember, stay weird. I think if I had a robotic murder dog, I'd name it F1D0.